Hey, greetings, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Staredown. Welcome to June. It's a talk about sports, real estate, with friends from around the country. I'm Sean Carpenter out in Kalispell, Montana, doing a road show tonight. Bill Risser down in St. Pete, Florida. Tom Meinegren coming Georgia and Anthony Malfronte across the bay from Bill in Tampa. What's up, guys? Bill, how are you from Big Sky Country? I'm doing good. Not as good as you, boy. Those vistas and views and posts are pretty impressive. That's uh, that's it's going to be one of your favorite trips of the year. Yeah, you make a oh, lot yeah. of trips in a given year, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's just beautiful in every every turn and every you know to be able to, you know, the Flathead Valley sits between all these mountains. You know, I'm looking at the Swan Mountains and the Mission Mountains below and the glaciers and, you know, at any given moment you can see literally 40 miles in any any direction. You big know, sky. it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, big sky. I love that. Um, trying to think about uh, my weekend, Memorial Day weekend, played some golf. I've uh, picked up, I call it carpitis. Uh, can't do anything right. So uh, <laughs> it's, thanks a lot for I didn't know it was contagious over the, over the internet. Um, and, and I think you mentioned a picture of Ted where uh, we are currently enrolled in doggy puppy, puppy school with Ted just to try and get some things built the right way. And and, uh, and when I told Anthony how we were doing this, he couldn't believe it, but we are doing it online on Zoom, puppy training. Really? So not at the pet store. Tell him, tell him where the trainer is. The trainer is in London. Wow. <laughs> and there are five students, five puppies. One's in um, Vancouver, uh, St. Pete, Brooklyn, Marblehead, Massachusetts, and East London. And the woman's hilarious. Um, she had us all do on the first class, we did some up downs, which is trying to get the dog comfortable with, with hearing a word or hearing the clicker and getting a treat. It's just training that, you know, good results here. You're going to hear, we use the word nice, nice. And we give him a treat. And already he's a pro at the up down game, which just means free food. All he has to do is look at us and, and that's a win. So uh, it's been, it's, it's, it's got eight lessons, takes uh, two lessons a week. And uh, we'll let you know um, at the end of June how Ted did in uh, puppy school. Todd? Awesome. Yeah, next, uh, next semester's geometry for Ted, right, Bill? I think something like that. <laughs> well, he's pretty advanced. I think we're going straight to calculus. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, good, good, long, uh, nice, nice weekend. Um, still on the cool side here in, in Atlanta. So, um, be careful what you used to, because I'm, I'm assuming any day it's going to get blazing hot. So, uh, good weekend. Watch on sports. Um, trying to finish up this tidy week, um, and I'll chat later. But heading heading to a family reunion uh, this weekend for a long, nice long weekend. So nice. Uh, nice. We missed out last year, so of course we're looking forward to getting back in the groove. Bill, I think uh, I meant to say Ted is uh, kind of squeezing in. Preschool all the way up through middle school, right? They call it K nine. K nine. So, ha. I got a new podcast I'm thinking up. It's just called Sean Carpenter's Dad Jokes, and then we'll just let you do that the whole show. Uh, carping and raving. Carping and raving. People are yes, carping and raving. What's up, Al? How are you, bud? Good. Doing real well. Uh, we're uh, winding down the kitchen remodel countertops will show up tomorrow we're told we hope they fit and uh so carp by the time you find your way to uh st pete tampa area in july there'll be ample counter space for us to put our beers and eat our pizza so it's gonna love be, it uh, man love it 
be nice. And I guess it, and, uh, I know we're in the middle of a podcast. What's the date on that trip again, Sean? Uh, July. Uh, I'll look it up and I'll put it in the chat. Yeah. Eleven. Second week. Second week of July. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I talked to Patty this weekend, Bill, and she said she found a really cool spot for us in Tampa or in St. Pete that she really is excited about. So I might join you guys. I might just show up. Yeah, love it. Yeah, bring me happy to. I'll have to bring happy Ted. to have happy to have rate my agent uh be the beer sponsor oh boy oh boy there we go i like it, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> oh, my, my tampa agent will be there with bells on buddy we're looking forward to you all right in. i uh, wonder where that spot is i wonder where she's talking yeah. I'll, to, I'll send her a text yeah. right now that's too late okay. yeah yeah um guys i'm out in montana we took my mom out here uh we've hit all the local haunts we did the bison range and we did glacier park today we didn't get into the main uh, gate of the park because it's it's ticketed only now because they're trying to limit the number of people uh started this weekend so we had to go kind of around the park and go in the east glacier side but we still got a chance to go and see two medicine and running eagle falls and uh kind of did all the, all the things and uh, i fly out tomorrow and i get back to work and you know busy june between real estate and coaching and speaking uh, heading off to san antonio soon so Super excited to jump on with you guys, talk a little sports. Uh, it is nice, Bill. We talk about it a lot. That mountain time zone, uh, kind of <laughs> that sweet spot uh, where, you know, just, you know. How's, how's 7.30 treating you, Sean? Yeah, it's, it's pretty nice. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty nice. nice. <laughs> you know, but it's, you know, the, the first two days you're you're tired from the trip. And now I'm just getting, a, 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 you know, just getting used to it. Now I got to head back east. Uh, so you got to. You got to flex around, but guys, let's talk about sports. We got a lot to talk about. So um, let's start in the, in the country club sports, uh, golf, Jason Kokrak becomes the third two-time winner on the tour this year, joining Bryson DeChambeau and Stuart Sink. Um, Jason Kokrak wins the, uh, call it the colonial. I think it's called the Charles Schwab, but yeah. colonial, uh, beats out hometown kid, uh, Jordan Spieth in a, kind of a good, a good, a good battle in that last round and really the last two rounds, but Kokrak, man, he was just, he was on his game and played well. 73 by Jordan on Sunday didn't sit very well, though, to lose by two and shoot a 73. Ouch. Yep. Yeah, it seems like he's knocking on the door, just uh, obviously fitting second. But the last, what, six, eight, <coughs> ten weeks, um, I know he had that little stint out when he uh, tested for COVID. But, yeah, he's, um, he's he might be a player in, uh, in the U.S. Open coming up. Um, he's starting to find form and I, I, he's one of those guys where golf's more fun when he's on the leaderboard for whatever reason. Right. Yeah, um, for sure. It sounds like you're setting puts, up. Your, where's, your, where's his heart on his sleeve? You know, every emotion he goes through, right? Yeah. Yeah. True. I, I, I was going to, I said, it sounds like you're setting up your uh, draft pick already for the U S open with this little speed slide in there. So what's that? All well, I mean, how can you not go Phil, right? I mean, the guy I always picked, I, I passed last time. I mean, this, you don't think that's going to haunt for a long time, boys? Come on. Speaking of uh, Phil, the, uh, the senior PGA championship was contested at Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, Alex Cheka wins his first uh, Champions Tour event and a major. Um, I know what you're going to give us. Marking the first time that the senior PGA champion has been younger than the PGA champion. Ah, nice. Yes. beautiful, isn't it? And I <laughs> thought it was interesting that I thought, boy, of all times for Phil to try and get, maybe he just didn't qualify for that senior PGA. He had to, because he, he's won tournaments. Yeah. It would have been a, a neat, a neat opportunity for a double, double, right? Yeah. Um, don't they, uh, don't they commit to tournaments um, because they have to play 
certain ones um, they can't. Well, that's a, that's a major. So my guess is he qualified for it with his Champions Tour wins. Yeah. Um, I just wondered if he pre-committed to the uh, Charles Schwab tournament. Colonial, yeah, very well. I mean, he might have, and it could have yeah. been a sponsor play. Um, yep. But you know, the course looked great. And I, I do want to give a shout out to my my friend and um, my current coach, Bob Sowards. Uh, won his second straight low club pro uh, title. Finished tied for fifth. Won one hundred six thousand uh, dollars. Wow. Kind of neat. Shot three under par in the first round and three under in the last round. It's kind of just neat to see uh, the names that he jumped over and finished, you know, ahead of, you know, Ryder Cup captain Steve Stricker, Miguel Angel Jimenez, Masters champion Larry uh, uh, Mike Weir. Uh, nice. Pretty impressive. Very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So very good for him. And, you know, always a neat thing. I, that's, the, that's the KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship. So I, Two, last year in 2019, he won like a full kitchen remodel. I love the uh, I love that kitchen. kitchen. I just want to see another Amana hat. You know, the white Amana hat with the beaded cord. You know. Oh yeah, with with the, with a rope across the top. Remember, remember, remember who wore that? Larry uh, Nelson. Was it? Um, Larry Nelson and Charles Cootie, I think. Ah, uh, oh, Charles Cootie. Yeah, good one. Right. Good one. And Larry Nelson, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, cool. Also wore the Amana. Nice. Um, guys, they had to they had to mine backyard uh columbus ohio they're at jack's course Muirfield village for the memorial this week um always a fun one great field um be fun to watch and uh obviously going to see the new the new Muirfield village remember last year when rom was winning it they were tearing up the course on the front nine as he was finishing was up finishing. on the back nine yeah, so that, that's right yeah so uh new greens new tee boxes i think they put in uh 140 or 150 trees um so jack's really trying to you know, cut off some, some angles and, you know, be interested to see what happens. Didn't they go, uh, didn't they go back to back last year? They had back-to-back uh, -back tournaments at Muirfield, right? Yeah. I remember the work day was Colin Morikawa yeah. beat Justin Thomas in a playoff. Yeah. Um, and then John Rahm won it. Remember that was a controversial where John Rahm moved the ball with his, with his club and they didn't call it till the end um, on the mm. 16th hole. He put his club against the, the ball and it, and it settled in the grass and um you know, but he he he, I think he won by three, and he eventually won by one. Um, when's late call? So yeah, they're doing thirty five percent, thirty five percent capacity. Um, nice, so, uh, guys. Let's jump over to tennis. Uh, Bill, I want to I want to put you in the spotlight here. Um, French Open going on right now, and kind of the big story of the day is uh, Naomi Osaka, the top seed, won her first round match. And then after her second round match, I believe, or maybe it was, was it after her first round match that she had a little controversy? Yes. I mean, she had controversy started before the, before even her first round match, because she said she did not, she did not want to uh, talk to the press. You know, she had been battling depression, some mental health issues. And she said that, um, you know, talking to the press, you know, was bad and she didn't want to do it. She knew she was going to be fine. She knew she'd be fine. 15,000 was the, the max they could find her. And she knew that was coming and said, that'd be great. I just hope they donate that my money to mental health causes, uh, I guess in France, but yeah. So she, um, you know, it caused a little bit of a stir and then uh, it really kind of blew up. And so she saw that it was going to be really bad because she did skip out on the circus, first, yeah. first press conference and she withdrew uh, the night before her next match. So uh, that settled that we weren't going to see that anymore. So it's, it's created a lot of, uh, a lot of comments, a lot of uh, thoughts about, you know, what, what is the responsibility 
of an athlete, you know, um, what, you know, the, the pressure that you're putting a young person in, she's 23, right? Isn't your brain not fully developed till you're 25 or 26? We keep hearing that when you have kids, they tell you that all the time. Uh, so, you know, she's always been awkward, nervous, um, anxious in front of, Die. in front of yeah. a camera or in front of people. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's, um, she's, we're going to hear a lot about it. I think that's just the way it goes. So I'm sure we all have opinions <laughs> in the four square I'm looking at as we talk it's, about all, I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll lead off. I think, uh, look, I think, you know, she, she earned $50 million last year as a professional athlete, highest paid female athlete in the country, in the world. And it comes with a price. Uh, and so she doesn't have to be an athlete. She doesn't have to earn $50 million. Most of that was endorsements, by the way, and probably most of it mm -hmm. in Japan uh, because they, you know, they love their athletes in Japan and pay them a ton of money. Um, you know, so, you know, they, I, I understand see, there's two sides to the equation. One is the, the, the tournament could have worked a little closer with her or maybe tried to figure out a way to make it easier for her to handle the press. But you know what? It's been that you've had to do press conferences for decades. It's part of being an athlete, uh, especially in this sport. You've got to, you know, um, I, I think she, she has a choice and she made a choice and, and that's good for her. Um, and then I will point this out that last summer, you know, she uh, used her platform in front of the media very heavily to promote Black Lives Matter, which I, I was a fan of. But it seems like you, you can't have it both ways. You can't say that I, I don't, I'm, a, I'm very nervous, can't do this, but then you use it heavily, you know, to support a cause you believe in. So it's, it's an interesting, interesting dilemma. Yeah, I think I speak, uh, well, I don't want to speak for all of us. I'll speak for myself. Um, we have no idea what she's truly battling, so we all wish her well. Um, but that said, though, I think you hit it on the head. Um, every job, and that's what it is. It's her job. Tennis is her job. Has aspects that we don't uh, enjoy and kind of trudge through and have to do it. And she could have been very robotic and given canned answers, um, obviously, to affect her. And, you know, like, like everyone, if, if you're not successful, you, you, you may find the, the drive to, to trudge through it because you have to, right? Um, and she's in a position now, the highest paid female um, athlete, as you referenced, Bill. Maybe she just made it, you know, made a choice. Hey, I don't have to do this, um, so I'm not going to. I'll never be able to understand, but I, I certainly uh, hope it's nothing uh, long-term serious, something she can manage. Okay. Well, they're saying she's not likely not to play in Wimbledon. Uh, and you know, it's the, that third rail that we don't really like to talk about and mental health issues. I mean, everyone's tiptoeing around what sorts of mental health issues may or may not be involved. And, and that's going to make it that much more interesting to, to listen to. And, uh, you know, from a purely tennis perspective, the French Open could have handled it better. They need her to be there. The ratings for women's tennis is terrible. Yeah. Ratings for women's tennis tournaments when there aren't men playing at the same tournament is even worse than terrible. So they kind of need her to be there. They probably could have handled it a little differently. I think in this COVID world where there are so many restrictions and so many things that are new to a tournament, and it's got to be incredibly hard to run the French Open in a regular year, 
in a year where they have COVID restrictions, it's got to be even harder. I would think that their playbook, the French Open playbook, didn't have this play in it. They didn't really know how to respond. And they probably, I'm guessing they wish they had responded differently because uh, they would certainly like her to be playing as opposed to not. You know, I think, I think all, all four majors all said the same thing at the same time on Sunday, but they all have the same rules. Um, and then, you know, something else is kind of, it's a, it's a weird thing to bring up, but uh, Naomi doesn't do well in the French or Wimbledon. She's never made it to the second week in either tournament. She's like, she doesn't like the surfaces. You're hundred percent right. Yeah. Killer hardcore player, right? Four her four majors, <laughs> two at the Australian, two at the U S open. Um, and, you know, and so maybe she knows that she's going to be subjected to those kinds of questions, you know, when she's playing in a place that she doesn't, you know, really mm. get along on the surface. So she's yeah. trying to stave off what's, what's inevitable. And then that could, that could be something that makes, you know, that brings on, you know, triggers something that makes her feel, um, worse so like i think i think we all we all said it and todd todd in his answer said it i mean it's mental health is one of those kind of um invisible uh, illnesses that you know probably has many different flavors or or appearances for each person my concern is is does this set a precedent for the next time someone just doesn't feel like talking after a loss or when they're struggling or in a slump that you know i i think it the sensitivity um, of the tennis, the four majors, and obviously USTA and, you know, the tennis bodies, but I think other sports are gonna have to look at this as well, right? And see, how do we, how do we address this? Cause I, I forget what, who was the football player that brought it up and uh, was it Russell Wilson? And um, huh. yeah, I think so, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and it didn't get as much uh, legs, at, you know, but. This was a this was a girl dropping out of a tournament that she had a chance to win, and obviously another major on her belt. So it's not like it was just you know some, you know, uh, neighborhood event. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, end of the day, there's there's nothing wrong with her saying I'm not in a mentally good spot. I'm dropping out of this tournament, right? I mean, it's it is what it is. So um, you just wonder, you know, there's a lot of you know questions behind it, but we'll probably never know unless she addresses it in the future. So yeah. No, one other odd thing at the. Uh, at the French Open, did you see that um, Kvitova, I'm not sure what her, Petra Kvitova, mm -hmm. she's out now because she tripped at the press conference. She, I think she fell off wow. the stage or hurt wow. her ankle. Yeah, I did I did oh, yeah. that one. So she she won and then- Yeah, she's out with an injury. Jeez. No, she won I, and then during her press conference, she injured her ankle um, during the media uh, wow. obligations. Yeah, the biggest, uh, biggest shock for me was Dominic Team losing in the first round. That- yeah. that name he is the kid can play on clay he's yeah, big he's big beating Rafa on clay not not at the french but, but he's beaten him on other clay surfaces so that's uh, for me that just opened up this cakewalk <laughs> for yeah, Rafa. it's is to lose right number 14 coming, coming soon yeah um wow it was fun seeing roger play roger's nearly 40 and hand, mm. handled his first round match like it was nothing because i've told you many times when i get up at, in the morning um, Cindy's been up since four o'clock watching <laughs> tennis. <laughs> so, yeah. God bless her. It's part of our house. God bless her. <laughs> she loves um, East Coast time. Of, she loves East Coast time. Eh? Speaking of getting up early and watching, uh, Indy 500 was this week. Uh, 135,000 people in attendance. 
Uh, I talked to a friend of mine who went. He said there's no way there had to be more than that. It was so crowded. Um, but uh, Helio Castroneves wins his fourth uh, big race there in Indy. Um, as far as race fans go, they said it was kind of an instant classic. Good race. Um, didn't didn't yeah. watch much, Bill. Did you have a chance to watch it, it or yeah. the uh, or the? Uh, enough, uh, but I watched the last. I watched the last seventy laps out of the two hundred. You know, <laughs> um, so that was a little over an hour, uh, and it was it's fun. It's it's a different now. I you know. I'm not a, uh, not as much as, I mean, <laughs> I guess I just like NASCAR a lot better. I like, I like rubbing fenders and <laughs> bumping into the back of each other. Cause if you just simply, you know, Nick <laughs> another IndyCar, you're going to cause, you know, a hellacious problem with open wheel racing, sure. a whole nother world. Uh, but 240 miles an hour is also a whole nother world when they top those things out during down the straightaway. So, uh, but it was a fun finish to watch and Halio's, uh, such a fan favorite he's such a nice guy i saw him on multiple television shows doing interviews and he just loves life so super super easy guy to root for that was kind of fun to watch out of uh, out of brazil yeah and then i think the kid uh, that won the uh, race in charlotte um kind of dominated didn't he yeah i i i, I didn't even get to watch that because Wall i was watching Wallen? was it Wallen? Um, I'm not even sure, Sean. I feel bad because I was watching uh, baseball and hockey <laughs> that Sunday night. I'll look it up, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Well, Todd, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, really quick, soccer. There was a trophy lifted this week. I believe Chelsea uh, won it. That was the Champions League? or what was That, that was the uh, UEFA Champions League uh, tournament final. Um, gosh, Man City, who ran away with the Premier League, um, they spent – probably the most money they, they they're probably the Yankees of uh, the Premier League and they they have yet to um, succeed in the Champions League so that was a huge uh, Kyle Larson yeah, oh, yeah. Kyle Larson yeah okay that was a huge uh, I guess kind of upset win for Chelsea even though Chelsea's considered a top club but um, I think the uh, the money was on Man City um, the great American young hope uh, Christian Pulisic Got it in the 60th minute and could have iced the game um, and missed a shot. He just said he got under it a little bit, but um, he's 23 um, and we did not qualify for the World Cup nor the Olympics. So um, just these valuable years are kind of being wasted for him. So he was ecstatic uh, to be able to hoist the uh, Champions League trophy. His parents were there. Um, I'm sure all the sacrifices they did. I mean, he moved to Europe when he was 16 to start mm -hmm. playing professional soccer i mean so yeah just really cool on the uh american side um brent uh brentford um got the final promotion spot and will be uh from the champions league will be moving up to the premier league along with um swansea city and um i don't want to get this uh i don't want to get this, uh, watford so uh, i'm sorry norwich city and watford norwich city and watford are former premier league clubs i don't think brentford i'm not sure if they've been in the premier league in the last 20 some years. So anyway, um, soccer is winding up. It's now international play. Um, there's going to be a lot of tournaments Euro 2020. I know it's 2021, but they're going to play that this summer. Um, so we got some, some good international soccer to be had in the next couple weeks and months. You, you talk about awesome. money, money in soccer. There was a, one of the players I'm pretty sure is on Man City, who I heard the announcer say that my mouth dropped. It was a 60 or $70 million transfer fee. Yes. Yes, that doesn't go to the player. That goes team to team. There's to the club. That kind of money, that is unbelievable. Did they score anything? And, and 
again, watching the promotion matches, I mean, they're, they're, they're saying to go from the championship league, the premier league is millions of dollars to the clubs and to play European football is millions and millions and millions of dollars to these clubs. Um, I, I forgot if we talked about it last week or not, uh, but Liverpool won its last five to qualify for Champions League football uh, next next season, and they just said that's just financial boom. It's a financial boom when you oh, when you awesome. kind of stuff. So, that's awesome. Yeah, awesome. it's kind of fun. Give, give the update. Fun. Give the update, Anthony. Sorelli uh, just scored. Uh, stole the puck. Uh, turnaround. It's pretty much a a. a he shot it right to the goalie's, uh, what's that, the five hole? Five hole, honestly. Yep. Uh, two legs. Yep. Goal. Yeah. Pretty much, a, pretty much a, a, a one-on-one steal and a mini breakaway for a, for a goal. Yeah. Right, By so the way, let, I'm, calling, let's, let's, I'm calling, they win this game, they win the first two on the road, I'm calling sweep. Ooh, okay, like you did last, did last time. time. <laughs> let's not, let's not jinx them just yet, though. Yeah, <laughs> man. We'll knock on something, right, Anthony? Let's, let's talk about your, your hockey, Mal. Uh, Tampa leading that series one nothing over Carolina currently up 2 0 uh with 11 to go in the third um and then on the other side in the east you got uh Boston and Islanders tied at 1-1 out west you got Colorado and Vegas uh with Colorado with a one nothing lead Colorado yet to lose in the playoffs and Vegas Damn. won seven games and then uh Winnipeg and Montreal Montreal outlasts Toronto uh to advance to the Canadian division um, now, obviously, game one, one nothing game. Brandon Point, I believe, had had the goal. Um, that's gonna be a, a good series. But Tampa Bay kind of loves that low scoring defensive game, right? They do. I mean, they're playing great, but the Colorado Avalanche look very good. And yes, we have not seen them this year. None of the East Coast teams have seen those teams, and. Right. So it's been fun to watch the West Coast games and the Canadian games. Uh, feel bad for all my buddies up in Toronto, all our realtor friends in Canada. Uh, Toronto is jinxed. Yes. Yeah, they have, up they have three, 17 years series. since they won a series. Is it, did, I, yeah. did I hear that correctly? Yeah. Wow. And they're up three to one, right? They're up three to one, yeah. They're up three yeah, to one and cool. lost. Yeah, yeah amazing. amazing. They, got, and they got handled yesterday. I mean, Montreal just really handled them. They were never in the game. Uh, and and where they uh, go ahead now. I'm sorry. Now getting back to the Lightning, uh, they're they're playing very well at the moment. Uh, the, what they lost? They lost two games against Miami. Is that correct? Against Florida, Bill? Is that yeah. right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And they uh, the one game um, Vasilevsky just did not have a good game. He wasn't on. And then the other game that they lost, it was a, I think that was the overtime game, right? And they got beat in overtime. Uh, but they're, they're looking like the best team in the East, them or Boston. Uh, I don't know if I'd want to play Boston, uh, but we did play well against them. And with a full team, we should hopefully do okay. But I think the winner of the Stanley Cup, I'm going to make a little prediction, is coming out of the West. Hmm. This seems to be a stronger, the, the teams just seem stronger. Let's just hope. Overall. Let's just hope that they're they're uh, three notches below, but because they're playing each other at a lower level, right. they appear right. to be better. Yep. I'm gonna and go with that. Again, yeah. That's we, don't, we don't have anything that we talked about it a week or so ago, right? Yeah. We don't have anything to gauge how good oh, they are versus how we are. Exactly. Uh, which is going to be an, an interest once we like 
cross pollinate, it's going to be pretty interesting as to what yeah. happens. They don't have that. And Mel, real, <laughs> real quick, Mel, speak to it. Toronto and Montreal, weren't they part of the original big six or the original six? There used to be six teams in hockey, right? Um, yep. Boston, Wings, Islanders, uh, Philadelphia. Oh, not Boston. Islanders. No, Red, no Rangers. Red Wings, Rangers. Rangers, Boston, Toronto, Philly, and Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Detroit's come a long way in that sport, right? Was Detroit original six? Yes. So Philly was not, right? Boston, New York. Or no, Boston, New York, Philly, Detroit, and the two Canadians. Yeah. Right. Pretty pretty amazing. They but Todd, you know, to the they are the for the long time, they're the Cubs of hockey, right? The Indians. Mm -hmm. That them and the Indians. I I, I texted you guys the other night. I, you know. The Indians and the and the and the Leafs are, you know, the the two longest struggling franchises since a championship, right? Mm. So. I'd say I'd say Braves since their '95 win may qualify for that. Indians were 1941 or something like that. <laughs> oh, they haven't won one uh, in modern times, Sean. The Indians? No, not no, not. I guess yeah, they made a couple that, series. It was seven one one. That's okay. why that yeah. it was so ironic that that Cubs Indians game. Not only did it go to game seven, it went to overtime of game seven. So it was like each 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 extra innings. Yes, each fan base had to yeah extra innings. Each fan base endure. had to endure right. So yeah, yeah the um, Padres have never won one ever. Right. <laughs> I think I think that's well documented on this program. Is it okay? Just making sure. <laughs> Uh, in, bitter in party of one, bitter party of one. Bill and Mal, you're, you're Tampa Bay Rays uh, leading the East. And Bill, you'll drop a stat on us in just a second. Uh, here's your division leaders, Tampa, White Sox, and Oakland. And in the, in the senior circuit, the Mets, the Cubs, and the Giants. Um, Bill and Mal, I know your, your Rays have been playing some good baseball lately. Their new uh, home stadium is at 161st Street and River Road in the Bronx, baby. They're pretty <laughs> great. <laughs> in, in the Bronx and uh there's a, the word on the street again and you hear it on the news and you hear read it in the paper that they're moving to Nashville if we can't get a stadium built here I'm thinking they should try to take over the lease at Yankee Stadium because they play great there <laughs> play half their, funny. half their games in St. Pete and half their games in Yankee Stadium when the Yankees are on the road that'd be great um yeah the Rays are on fire I mean after a lackluster start right um five and eight when they started they are now they've gone 31 and 12 since then they've won 16 of 17 um pitching is unbelievable hitting has come to life like i mean they, those first 13 15 games they were averaging <clears throat> a couple runs a game they've averaged close to six runs a game over this stretch think about that they're just destroying the ball now um so i don't know and it all started with g-man Choi, anthony we talked about this when G-Man yes. Choi came back and they got rid of Sutsugo, who just wasn't good at all. Um, uh, G-Man. Sure, fine, nice gentleman, though, right? Well, G-Man's got this attitude. He's, he's just <laughs> always laughing. He's jovial, uh, plays a great first base, loves doing the splits. You know, he's stretching for a ball. Uh, he's just amazing. And, uh, and, the, and, and the, the beat goes on for the race. Now, right now, you know, it's not the situation you want to be in if you're the race, because as I'm watching it, Kiermaier's at the plate and he's facing Aroldis Chapman <laughs> and they're tied 3-3 top of the ninth. So it's going to be, uh, it can go either way. Um, 
but they're bringing Chapman in in a non-safe situation, which is uh, kind of says a little bit of desperation because the Yankees are five and a half back and they do not want to go six and a half back with a couple more games to play. But Anthony Kevin Cash is a yeah. very good manager. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He really is. I mean, he he's playing that chess game that I love about baseball that Bill, we've talked about this, you know, Sean, it's that, that, that next move when to bring in the righty versus the lefty and when you have to do it and when you don't, he's, he's a master at using his pitching staff and his bench. And, and it's not all statistics. There is a lot of it there. There's a lot of cyber metrics going on, but there's a lot of just baseball feel that he is, he is employing, which is fun to watch. And my Yankees have no pitching. They have no hitting. How does Stanton, how does he, how's he out for 10 games? Well, however long it was, he was on the IL. He comes back, he plays one game, and then he sits out the next game. How does that happen? He, he's, hmm. they're paying him hundreds of millions of dollars. He's out 10 games. He comes back and he can only play. He, it was terrible. I get it. But Glaber yeah. uh, Torres is a horrible shortstop. At least he is the past couple of weeks. He's been terrible. And and Boone is not a good manager. He, they need to probably get rid of him. Just not good. Aaron freaking Boone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, really quick, guys. A lot of a uh, lot of uh, let's go around the major league leaders. Uh, Nick Castellanos, uh, Cincinnati, batting 356. Uh, home run leaders, uh, four way tie Vlad Guerrero, uh, Adolis Garcia, Texas, Tatis, Bill out in yeah. San Diego is raking right now, and, and Acuna. And was out with COVID for a week and, and a half. And, 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 and one, hey, back. Ronald, Ronald hit one tonight just about 10 minutes ago, so he mm -hmm. may be leading. Okay. And uh, just just one back is a uh, pitcher Shoei Otani with 15. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, huh? The greatest. We put an asterisk by that pitcher label, right? He's more than just a pitcher. Right? RBIs, RBIs, Jose Abreu uh, with the White Sox. Uh, Adam Frazier for the lowly Pittsburgh Pirates uh, with 69 hits. What a waste of a big stat there. And then uh, stolen bases, Whit Merrifield with Kansas City with 15. Pitching leaders, Jack Flaherty with eight wins in St. Louis already. Um, pretty impressive. DeGrom, 0.71 ERA. Got a book. Uh, Keep going. And saves <laughs> uh, Mark Melanson with San Diego, 17. Making a oh. uh, making a uh, who was who was their big save guy? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trevor Hoffman. Hoffman. Yeah, shaking. Trevor Hoffman, yeah. yeah, with his 600 and, and saves, he's okay. <laughs> Bill uh, Tyler Glass now with 98 strikeouts in second place, only 19 behind Shane Bieber in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, Glass is a good pitcher. He's, he's, uh, I saw him pitch for the Pirates in spring training like five, four years ago when I first moved here. Um, he's a good pitcher. He's, he's, he's taken over the Blake Snell role admirably. And he's definitely the ace on the staff right now. So I, how, I don't know how the Rays keep doing that, Anthony, how they keep just trading away these great pitchers and pulling up the next kid who's ready to do it. It's pretty cool. Good farm system, right? Yeah. Really good. Really good player personnel system. I mean, they know what they're doing. Guys, over in the NBA, uh, looks like Brooklyn's getting ready to close out uh, Boston. Uh, they're up almost 20 uh, with four minutes to go. That'll be a 4-1 four, four series. Uh, Milwaukee already won, so Milwaukee, I believe, will face uh, that winner. Um, Washington, Philadelphia. Philadelphia's going to close that one out tomorrow. 
and then um, Atlanta, Todd, and the Knicks, they go back to Madison Square Garden with your Hawks leading three to one. Um, Mel and I have a huge wager, side wager, right, Mel? <laughs> <laughs> we, we did that a week ago, right? I, I remember. So uh, Out West, um, Portland and Denver tied at two. They play later tonight. Uh, Lakers and Phoenix tied at two without Anthony Davis. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, Dwayne, injury right? at home tonight. That'll be. I'll yeah. be up late. I'll be up late. So. Yep. Uh, Memphis and Utah. Utah has a three-one lead in that, and uh, Dallas won their first two at the Clippers. A lot of talk about maybe knocking them off, and the Clippers come back strong behind Kawhi and Paul George, and they win two in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, Dallas with a chance to just win one at home and have a huge three-to-one lead. Now they go back to uh, Los Angeles, tied two-two. Uh, guys, the story I want to talk about with the NBA, though. I know none of us are really fans, but uh, of the NBA. But you know, we 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 talked for almost a year on this podcast about can't wait till the fans come back. And the NBA is really having a problem with fans right now. They had a fan run on the floor last night. They had a fan in Boston throw a bottle at Kyrie Irving. They had someone throw popcorn, spit on Trey Young. Um, mm. You know, it's great to have the fans back, but man, there's something that they're going to figure out a way to. You know, I, I'm not sure. You know where the line is but clearly throwing stuff at players yeah. um spitting on players running on the floor uh pretty pretty interesting that you're not seeing this in other sports well the access is different too in other sports right i mean it's basketball by its very nature just puts literally puts fans uh courtside feet away yeah <laughs> on yeah. the court courtside means sitting on the court and these guys yeah. you know, that are um doing these actions are sitting in some high dollar seats, right? I mean, the, the, the guy who ran on the court had, maybe he came down from the upper bowl, I don't know, but but the, the spitter and the bottle thrower and all these guys had, you know, these are hundreds of dollars. Popcorn tosser, yeah. Yeah, those are expensive. Um, well, you know, Boston's, fans in Boston's being, being Boston fans, that's been going on forever. That's probably, there's probably like a bottle thrown a game. We just don't hear about it because <laughs> it's, it's Boston. Um, no, I don't know. It's, is it just, is it possible? It's just one big coincidence. It's just a bunch of stuff happened all at the same time, yeah. magnifying yeah. the way it looks. Cause I yeah. just don't, you know, um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what the difference would be coming out of a pandemic. Why would they, why would people be more angry or why would they? I heard, uh, I heard Shaq, like I said, I don't watch much basketball, but um, Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith were talking and Barkley and uh, Draymond Green was the fourth guy on the set with Ernie. And he says, if they just wouldn't show it, if they wouldn't publicize it, uh, I would probably mm. take a, like Barkley said, just stop, stop, stop putting them on TV and stop talking about it. And, you know, don't make these guys martyrs. Football and baseball. You know, it's like, it's like the guys that scream Baba Booey and mashed potatoes on golf, right? Well, football and baseball. <laughs> hit, him, hit him with the high. <laughs> football and baseball <laughs> have stopped showing streakers and all those right. guys for years now, right? Yeah, back from Morgana, the kissing bandit, right? They never show it anymore. Yeah. So I think that's a great idea. It's not a bad, not a bad, not a bad way to look at it. Just don't, just don't give them any publicity whatsoever. Um, more, you're less likely to have that next guy who's drunk and thinks he's going to get on camera, get on camera. So, because I guarantee they, they may all, need to stop selling booze and, and, quicker. and be a, yeah. That'll get people to behave. See, you know, we're cutting off booze sales at halftime. There you go. <laughs> There you go. They'll, they'll go. They'll walk the straight and narrow. Then, <laughs> I, I think it's partial coincidence, and I agree. Quit, uh, quit making them infamous. 
right? Yeah. 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 These are all the, the only the the most vile is the guy you know Trey Young getting spit on. Um, yeah. I mean the other ones. Do we really need to report it? I mean, you know, don't don't give any attention. That's you know I think it's step one anyway. Yeah. All right, guys, let's, uh, that, we covered a lot of sports right there in, in a short amount of time. Um, heading into June, guys, we're, we're into a – did I miss anything? I'm trying to think if I missed anything. We got really no, no football news to talk about. Um, the, other than Dan, uh, Mullen, Dan Mullen becomes the fifth highest paid coach, Todd, third highest in the SEC, signed yeah. a 7.6 uh, annual contract um, through 26. Mel and I have uh... – Mel and I have a date on Saturday, uh, the Preakness, right? Or is it the Belmont? <laughs> the Belmont. A date. Belmont, Belmont. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a date. So that'll be the uh, Triple Crown. Uh, and the, the big races anyway, right? Did you, did you guys save me the pain of, and, and you guys discussed Tebow last week when I wasn't here? Well, we did not discuss Tebow last week. Oh, geez, I had to bring it up. <laughs> what, what fun would it have been without you? <laughs> Did we discuss the week before? Maybe we did in the uh, in the pregame. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't remember. No. I just just curious. You know. People. Uh, still, season hasn't started. Let's see if he, let's see if he takes a roster spot from anybody. He won't. He won't take a roster spot. You know. Screaming that. practice squad, or uh, he'll have some injuries, so he'll be on the sidelines. Maybe I don't know. Right. Yeah. I think. I think he's. I think it's just a. Well, it's a huge publicity play for the Jags. I guess Trevor Lawrence wasn't enough, but. Uh, no, nah, it's, you know, he's not going to be on the team. Not a, there's no doubt in my mind that he will not make the team, but he'll be a, he could be a presence in a clubhouse. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. why not just make him a presence in the clubhouse? Why, why special consultant or something? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Why not? What's wrong with that? You know? Uh, yeah, that's all. Yeah. Chipper, Chipper well, do, Jones. Me, do me a favor. If, if he goes on to have a hall of fame career, you need to be in Tampa when, or in, in Canton when he uh, gets an elected, right? <laughs> Promise me, promise me you'll be there if he gets a. Uh, uh, if he gets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First of all, let's let's make a bet. Uh, I'll give you a thousand to one odds, and you can bet as little as you want. Uh, but I just want to have that at least a dollar. You have to bet because I want that fucking dollar because you're going to sign it. It's going on my wall, and I'll will it to my son and say, "Don't ever get rid of this dollar bill." Um, yeah, it's funny. It's funny, but it's it's just, it's just I don't know. I don't I, you know, Urban. What are you doing? Um, Anyways, just weird. <laughs> not not comparing careers, certainly, but Chipper Jones is a special batting uh, batting coach for Braves. He only does home games, so he never has to travel, right? So yeah. on the home games, he's a hitting instructor for That's Braves. Perfect. They That's could perfect. make up they could make up something for Tebow, right? Oh yeah, um, totally. He look, you know, he the, he tell the waiver on the sidelines. <laughs> he still does his SEC stuff. He's got a little NFL gig on the side. Oh, works. Make it work. Yeah. You know, just don't let him go near the quarterback room. <laughs> Gosh, I love it. It's visible, it. Bill. It's visible. Yes. He's been now, working out. Me, I guys have seen looks, pictures of him, haven't I've you? Openly I admitted, mean, he's one of the greatest right. college quarterbacks of all time. You guys don't even give me credit for that. I, he's now, he's never one. lost his uh, physical prowess. He you won know? two championships. He's, I don't remember being that ripped, Todd. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! Yeah, he's he's a beast. Debo? he's a beast. He was a specimen, dude. That was his whole thing. You know, yeah. he he was a he was a, a running back who played quarterback really really well. Yeah, really really well. And that's and I that's, thought he was too thick to play baseball. I'm surprised he did as well in his baseball career. 
that he did. I mean, he's he's huge, right? Yeah. Yeah. Usually guys are, you know, oh, more chubby or lanky. We got a two-one game here, folks. Sorry, just keeping an eye on the hockey. Yeah, that's all right. Let's go around the horn, Mal. Tell me what you got uh, coming up this week. First well, week we have uh, the short week, which is kind of nice. I mentioned early in the show that our our kitchen may just be finished by the end of the week, and uh, and uh, I won't be playing golf in the uh, regular uh, Sunday uh, uh, group. We have our twenty-third annual St. Mary's golf getaway so we'll be playing at Innisbrook in Palm Harbor for three days which will be fun um looking forward to getting away with those guys again we've done this now this will be our 23rd year of, mm. uh, uh, and this year we have 14 of us that are that are going to be playing which will be nice uh have a beautiful new listing coming on in South Tampa that we're very excited about and uh Southside. And then, uh, you know, other than that, John, we're just going to build relationships, solve problems, having fun by getting up, showing up and doing the work as hard as we can this week. Uh, I just, you know, quickly, I just got to give a quick shout out to my team at my Tampa agent. Uh, and you, Todd, we love you. But specifically, <laughs> specifically to Bill uh, and Sarah and, uh, and Alexis and Simone and, and Eric, who've been busting their hump for our clients through this uh, inventory uh, shortage and just the current market. And I couldn't be more proud of the people that I get to work with every day because uh, they really have done it. We had, we got three buyers under contract this week um, against all the odds that everybody's facing. And it's been, it's been really, uh, pleasurable to watch us keep a positive attitude while everybody is uh thinking other things so it's been it's been great uh that's great man good good kudos to those guys um keep up the good work todd how about you bud yeah uh now mentioned up against a short week um mine's even shorter um thursday i'm Departing, uh, going south for our annual family reunion. So mm -hmm. heading towards uh, Melbourne Beach, Florida. So very, very excited about that. It'll be a, a, a long weekend, but um, with the travel, uh, it'll uh, it'll go by quickly, action-packed. Um, Are the kids seen... gone? I'm sorry? Are the kids gone? Yes. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Jenny and I are going. Uh, kids are coming back. Uh, they're on another beach vacay with their mom and they're coming back tomorrow. And then we're uh, getting up at the crack of dawn on Thursday and heading south. So looking forward to it for sure. Um, and uh, gosh, I had something, but uh, that was it. No, just, just looking forward to seeing family. And uh, again, looking forward to the Belmont and um, hopefully my Braves can get over 500 this week. They, uh, they tend to uh, five times this year, they've achieved 500, but they cannot uh, make it over the hump. So um just looking forward to seeing family and watching some sports. Awesome. And they're not that far back. I think they're only a game and a half back, maybe? Um, three and a half, but... Three and a half back? Okay. I mean, we just did Memorial Day. A lot of people don't even look until after the 4th of July, right? After the All-Star break was when they start worrying. So, right. plenty of time. Plenty of time. Bill, you had uh, another rewind session today with your travels. Uh, the very always uh, endearing Missy. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, um, Missy Bentley is 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 uh, those of us who know her know that she's uh, she's diagnosed. She got diagnosed um, a couple of weeks ago with uh, uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. I yeah, think. Mm. yeah, and so you know that's always just a tough, tough, tough time. And, and she's she's like uh, she's one of my faves on Twitter. She loves to have fun, and she's. She's always out there, very outgoing, and so it felt really appropriate. Felt good to just kind of um, wrap up my 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 little break with uh, with Missy's episode, and the Lightning just won two to one, so <clears throat> it's even better. Thanks, thanks for that, Missy. Um, and next week, it's finally this is finally going to happen. I wrote the questions today. I sent them to him. I'm interviewing him tomorrow morning. It is my white whale, Joe Scott, is going to be on the podcast. Wow. Nice. Yeah. It's, he just, for whatever reason, you know, yeah, whenever, whenever, whatever, for years, literally years. So that'll be next week. Um, Sean, I just wanted to say, uh, um, I think you got treated very fairly and very well by Mr. Joe Rand last Friday. I thought so too. Yeah. 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 uh, There's there's always that little nervous piece that that pops up. And so I thought that was great. And Anthony, listening to you tonight, talk about Building relationships, solving problems, having fun, getting up, showing up, and do the work. How much fun Rand would have with that? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I want to I tell you, I, um, I I purposefully sent Joe a postcard from Montana because he was kind of making fun of my propensity to send uh, to send handwritten notes. Oh, and stuff, so. you wrote my handwritten card, handwritten card. Yes, nice. Yes. So he'll be. I'm sure he'll bring that. Well, we've already recorded this week, so we'll hear about it next week. <laughs> Good. Good. All right. Well, I'll be glad to hear some new episodes uh, from your from your fans. And uh, guys, I head back to uh, Columbus tomorrow. A long flight from Kalispell to Chicago, but thanks to my friends at United, was just upgraded to first class for that, which is always nice for the four hour journey. Um, and then uh, catching up on some work, showing some houses, and uh, getting ready to do present two presentations Thursday virtually, and then a. Uh, couple weeks guys i'll be heading to san antonio texas for a three or four days with my friends at call banker dan harper realtors so nice. should be a lot of fun so it's fun to start getting back on the road i just booked a couple events uh while i was out here for uh the fall so it's coming back guys it's coming back so listen great chat always fun to chat with you guys on behalf of anthony and todd and bill i'm sean carpenter thanks for listening to the stare down